0: Welcome to Pirate Talk Radio. In this podcast, we talk everything Sea of Thieves. To support the broadcast, please go over to patreon.com slash TV. Welcome back to episode 18. Pirate Talk Radio. My name is Davron and I hope everyone's having a good time on the seas out there. Uh but we have a lot to talk about. Uh this last week, uh we got a preview of where the Sea of Thieves development team is going to be taking the game we love uh into 2021. Uh now we're going to get to that in a little bit. Um but in this uh, um release video or in this video, uh we got a lot of I guess um Mystery, a uh, mystery, messages and stuff like that. Um, some not so mysterious, uh, but but some things we're not quite sure about. And there, there's a lot of open items that I want to see what they do and how they execute. Um, once we start January 2021, um, but 2020 isn't over yet. Even though I think most of us want 2020 to be over with uh, the pandemic and and everything going on. Um, it's not over yet and Sea of Thieves is not done yet either. So we've got a few things to talk about for 2020. So let's get into that now. So December 9th, which is uh, Wednesday of this week, uh, this podcast is, uh, coming out on December 7th on Monday. Uh, so December 9th will, uh, mark the end of the, for fuck's sake of the damned or fate of the damned or however you want to do FOTD which they overuse we'll come to the end of that and so I hope everyone has got their shiny new weapons and all the glowy effects that you will probably never see my pirate using because I am against glow in that game uh for pvp purposes but I hope you all got those um I got everything done except for the crew cosmetics which again I had no interest in um way too much glow they look cool and if you're into the whole glowy bit uh, which I know a lot of folks are, and that's obviously why they keep coming out with more and more glowy crap. Um, that's fine, and I hope you got them. Uh, they were a million gold. Uh, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, if you unlock it and you don't have a million gold, um, you will be able to purchase those forever. Um, once you get that a million gold, as long as you got it unlocked during the um the FOTD event. So um, if you haven't, you've got uh, the rest of today on Monday, you've got Tuesday, and then uh, you're out of time. So I hope you get uh, all the beautiful, luscious, delicious cosmetics unlocked for the current event um, that you want, because it is about to, to end, um, which means we have one more month and one more monthly update for 2020 coming, and that is December 9th, will be the Festival of Giving. Um, and this is their their Christmas slash New Year's event uh, that apparently they've done every year. Again, this is my first year in Sea of Thieves, so um, I'm, I'm not 100% sure what all is entailed in Festival of Giving. Um, I know based on um, you know other people I've talked to, there's um, a lot of focus around um, the, the gifts, which I'm interested in how they're going to do that because they've pulled back the amount of gifts that you can get out in the, um, in the world of, of Sea of Thieves, right? You used to be able to get like what, three or four gifts, um, on any given skeletal fort that you do. Now I think you get one, maybe two. So I'm not sure how they'll do that. Um, they're, they're really pieces of loot that currently most people leave, uh, behind. Um, and they're not really things that people deal with. But, uh, my guess is, uh, the, the event will probably revolve around some, something like, cause again, festival of giving, um, trying to get other folks to turn in those gifts for you, which in sea of thieves, it can be easy or it can be very difficult to get that done. Uh, just because, you know, there, there's a lot of us out there who, you know, that's our loot. We earned the loot and it's our loot until you sink us. And if you successfully sink us, well, congratulations, you have gifts to turn in and we just get the, the little, you know, incentive bonus or whatever we get for it. But, uh, you know, another folks are, are really nice and they'll be willing to turn the gifts in. So if that is something with this year's festival of giving, um, that's something that you, you know, you obviously look forward to. And even though I'm a cutthroat, uh, uh, cutthroat through and through, um, be nice out there. If someone out there wants you to turn in their gifts, turn in their gifts for them. Um, it's just something nice to do being a decent human being, uh, during an event. Some people, you know, they play Sea of Thieves. It is a PVP game, but you know, they're not all up on the PVP. You know, they don't want to, to, to do whatever. Um, if someone is, is just standing there with it with a gift and's like, Hey, could you turn this in for me? Be nice and turn in the gift for them. That's just a nice thing to do. Um, it's a nice thing to do anytime, but, but you know, it's the festival of giving. Let's, let's embrace the giving, just not any other loot. They can they can give in the the gift or I'll give in the gift but nothing else nothing else you have to sink me you have to fight for the rest of it um but also uh, on the leaked splash screen um, I've saw a couple people post I, I don't know where they got the image from but on the leaked splash screen um, we see the ever popular and kebabbles uh, I guess trademarked weapons <coughs> and that's the festival of giving weapons set. Um, I know if you're, you're a fan of pace 22 and you're a fan of, uh, uh, his cannoneer, uh, extraordinaire kebabbles, uh, you've seen these weapons, uh, you know, throughout this entire year, because that's pretty much the weapons that he uses, uh, which is a sword. It is a, uh, flintlock. It is a blunderbuss and it is a eye of reach. Uh, and they're all, you know, decked out in the candy cane look, um, white and red all over with some bells hanging from them. Uh, they look really cool. Um, I'm excited to get my hands on them. I do like the style of some of them, even though a lot of the cosmetics that I get nowadays, uh, they see very, very rare use, uh, pun intended, uh, just because I do have the very, very exclusive, um, uh, what is a ferryman set of weapons? So a lot of times those take over. And then I also have uh, the other relatively exclusive set of weapons in the obsidian weapons, aside from the pistol, which I'm still trying to get my hands on. Um, so it's it's one of those things that I I I feel like since I have those very exclusive bits, that I should be using the exclusive bits. So, um, you know, that, that's usually what I use, uh, out out there, but I do like the look of the Christmas, um, or the festival of giving, I guess, as it were, as there's multiple religious holidays in the month of December and through new years, uh, I I say Christmas because that's what my family celebrates, even though I'm not religious, it is the festival of giving and Sea of thieves, not a particular religious holiday. So, um, but if you are interested in those candy cane weapons, I would look, Uh, to the game starting uh, December 9th. I don't know if they're going to be part of of the monthly event, if there is one. Um, I don't know if they're just going to be Emporium items. I'm not quite sure. But um, it does appear that based on the leaked um, login screen that I've seen um, on Twitter, that those should be something that uh, you can get your hands on again this year if you missed them last year, which I did because I wasn't playing last year another cool thing that they released this year, uh, or, or, you know, just, this during this week, which takes you up through November is kind of a year in review. Um, and this year in review is a, uh, a way for you to kind of see what your year was like in sea of thieves. Um, and I will put the link to, uh, so you can check that out in the show notes, uh, below that you could check that out and, and you can kind of log in and, uh, to your account and see what you did, Uh, this year, um, in sea of thieves and it's, it's kind of cool. Honestly, it tells you when you first logged into the game, which I was surprised. Uh, my first login was actually April 16th of 2018. Um, so right around, you know, launch time, I didn't realize that I had played the game or logged into the game back then because when I first started playing the game in, in September or not September of, of spring of this year, like April or something of this year, I had, I didn't have a pirate. So uh, I, I'm not quite sure where they got the login of uh, the 16th of April, 2018, uh, but that's what they have listed on mine. Um, okay. I, I But I don't remember it. And I definitely didn't have a pirate when I first logged into the game uh, this year. So, uh, but it, it gives you a nice recap. So uh, down through here, you'll see where you kind uh, you currently rank among all the trading companies. So for me, Athena twenty, Hunters Call fifty, Sea Dogs fifty, uh, Gold Hoarder seventy five, Souls seventy five, uh, Merchant Alliance seventy five, and Reapers Bone seventy five. Again, aside from Sea Dogs, I had all those maxed on the first month that it came out because I'm a no life scrub that just played the game hard. Um, it will, You can then scroll down through a, a variety of different things uh, that might interest you, such as how many of the Umbra Legends uh, you have found this year. You can see how many chests of rage you've sold, how many Ashen Keymasters you've de- defeated, how many Ashen Guardians you've defeated, uh, how many times you've went through the Heart of Rage. Um, and then what really interests me is they kind of take it update by update, right? So they tell you what the update is and what cool things happened in that update. Um, And then they take you through what you did. So for me, April 2020 um, was one of the first main updates that I got to play through. Um, And that was the Ships of Fortune update, um, which introduced all your different um, uh, emissaries and such like that. And what I think is really cool is the very first statistic that they um, list here is how many emissary flags have you sold to the Reapers? I, in my wonderful time on Sea of Thieves, have sold 178 uh, Reaper flags. So I'm interested, how many flags have you sold to the Reapers? I am a Reaper through and through. I am vicious on the seas. I want to sink every single ship that I can get my hands on. So I'm curious. Let me know on Twitter, at Davram, uh, TV on Twitter, how many of the, you can even screenshot if you log into this um, your story on Sea of Thieves uh, website. How many uh, emissary flags have you cashed in at the uh, the Reaper's Heartout? I'm at 178, but I'm anxious to see where you guys are. So go ahead and tell me the number and or clip the picture from the website with you logged in and uh, tweet me at DavramTV on Twitter or join our Discord and post it in um the the pirate uh, section of our discord and you can uh you know you can you can gloat a little bit or you can look up at my 178 and be like how did how in the hell uh <laughs> whatever it is um it also tells you um what your highest emissary grade has been for each of them i have hit five on all of them in fact i've hit the top emissary monthly ledger um, thing five times in a row for each of them. So I've kind of unlocked all and done everything you possibly can for ships of fortune aside for, you know, commendations. Uh, then we move on to the lost treasure update. Now, um, on lost treasures, this was about, you know, kind of looking at the tall tales again and things like that. Not a huge update. This was a, if I remember right, um, a quality of life, maybe update. I, I can't put my hand on it, um but it it asks you how many ta- it shows you how many tall tales you've gone through. I've done 10 of 12. Uh and it also tells you how many islands you've explored. I've explored 1136 islands, which is which is really interesting. Um then comes one of my favorite updates of the year, Haunted Shores. I think this was an excellent update. Um even though, you know, the Flameheart shit talking got a little annoying and still was a little annoying. I thought this was an excellent update, which taught um, uh, players better mechanics on cannons, uh, ship repair, managing their ship. Um, This was a very hard event for a majority of players just because they weren't quite sure. You know, proper ship mechanics, proper maneuverability, proper sails, who's repairing cannon shots and all that fun stuff. So this was a great challenge and a great idea from the development team to put Haunted Shores um, in and really give us a new type of of mob, I guess, um, to battle out in the Sea of Thieves. I mean, we've fought skeletons for so long. We've fought the skeletal bosses. You know, we've killed Grey Marrow, Gold Hoarder, all that fun stuff. And then the skeletal ships, which are broken beyond belief with their zero to 60 miles per hour, or whatever you want to call light speed abilities, ramping off rocks and stuff like that, um, that really need to be taken a look at. But these ghost ships, um, you know, circle in a, in a predictive pattern and stuff like that. Uh, they have a crazy amount of ordnance that they can shoot at you, causing a lot of damage. Um, you know, they go in packs in the boss waves. Uh, and this is a very overwhelming and, and hard encounter for a lot of uh, new players and, and a lot of folks who maybe aren't as proficient in naval combat, uh, which is why I like this is because it gave players um, a, a a way to hone those skills. And even after you complete the flame heart thing, um, as many times as you want, you can also get the order of souls voyages and continue to hone your uh, crew skills or your solo base skills in a naval combat way without any sort of boarding or, or pirate to pirate combat. I was actually impressed. Uh, I did not realize how many of these I've killed, but I have destroyed or banished, as they say, 1,107 ghost ships uh, since this update, so that's pretty cool. And then there's a fun little meme uh, counter that if you uh, uh, scroll down, you can see Flameheart's face, and it's an ongoing counter. It's currently over uh, 15 million times players trash-talked by flame heart, which is, which is kind of a little Mimi calendar or a little Mimi counter, but I, I thought it was kind of funny. Um, then we moved to the Ashen winds event, which I have my opinions about the Ashen winds event. I think the Ashen winds event was fine. Aside from the amount of loot you got out of it. Um, I thought the, the difficulty level of the Ashen winds event was fine. It was a challenge. It was difficult. You had to watch your ship. You had to make sure it didn't sink to the boss. You had to make sure you weren't getting... There were a lot of aspects of this event that I absolutely loved That really forced players to hone and better their skills as overall pirates, um, not not only keeping track of their ship and not only keeping track of that, but also making sure there was no one tucking, um, making sure that they weren't getting snuck up on. And again, the new boss mechanics that were introduced here was absolutely fantastic. I was very disappointed and sad to see that they made this easier, although it does increase the amount of players who will be doing this event now and in the future because it's easier and there is more loot. I personally thought, though, the challenge of this event was was where it needed to be. Um, I, I thought the, the harder challenge was great. I, I don't condone uh, game companies making things easier just to make things easier, and I feel like that's what it was in this um, instance. Was too many new players or not skilled players were um, were dying to this, and they were getting upset about it. And, and I, I I've never thought that that's a reason to nerf something. Um, this this event was fine. You just had to you know you had to do your job. You had to be good at what you were doing. Uh, you had to be careful. You had to be observant. A lot of good skills I think were were available to learn during this event, and it wasn't uh, just a classic hack and slash like all the other events out there um i uh, so i was disappointed when they made this easier though i was excited that they increased the loot because i thought the loot was um was lacking um but i've only killed 27 ashen lords pretty much my uh, my goal on this was to to kill the lords until i got all the cosmetic unlocks which i did i can't remember how many you had to kill of each uh but pretty much i'm sitting around seven of of each i think one is six Uh, yeah, Horatio, I only got six of, but I just wanted to get the event done, get the cosmetics, um, and, and, and be, and move on. So, uh, but that was a cool event again. I I wish they wouldn't have made it a weaker, but you know, there you go. Uh, that's what they did, but I do like the, the added loot that they got. Uh, now probably one of my most, I guess, disappointing and lackluster content updates that they had this year. And that was the Vaults of the Ancients. Uh, This was a very disappointing update, uh, in my opinion. Uh, We talked about it lengthy in in that podcast when it came out, and subsequent podcasts. But this update was very much reheated leftovers um, from things. It was a vault system, which they've used in the Tall Tales, a vault system, which they've used in, in the Shores of Gold. Um, They introduced these new keys, which were kind of cool. And that you had a vault or a a voyage to get the key. That was kind of cool. They introduced a new chest, which was kind of cool. But overall, you get the key, you take the key, you do the vault puzzle, which is very similar to all the others. And you get your chest and you get out. Now, again, you can get the other chests in there. There There was a lot of loot in there that you could get which was awesome. But again, as far as as far as new, exciting and engaging content, this was very, very lackluster and probably, in my opinion, one of, if not the most disappointing content updates since I started playing spring of this year. The other thing that was really disappointing at this was the voyage itself is not for the ancient tribute chest. It is actually for the key. You are supposed to get the key and return it to the Gold Hoarder. Now, we get the key, we, turn it to, we, we go to the vault, we steal the Gold Hoarder's treasure, and we sell the treasure chest back to them at no consequence to us. And that is absolutely asinine to me. So this overall was just, in my opinion, a busted and awful update that just didn't make any sense and didn't play into the world very well um, the way it was built. They could have made some tweaks to it and probably made it feel a little bit better. Maybe add some more traps other than the drowning water in, in there. Made it more interesting, more engaging. Um, in my opinion, it was lackluster and it didn't make sense as far as the Voyage, um, getting the chest and selling the chest when the Voyage was just for the key, yet there are no accommodations for the key. This did not make any sense whatsoever, and like I said, if not, one of, if not the worst, one of the the worst updates, uh, since I started playing this spring. And then finally, we have our most recent, um, update, which was the, uh, fort of the damned. I mean, fate of the damned. I mean, for fuck's sake of the damned, I mean, stop using FOTD. You use it enough. In my opinion, the best update of the year. Uh, yes, the emissary system was probably right up there as a close number two. The problem with the emissary system and why I don't give it a number one update of the year is because it died. They let the emissary system die. It was a great system, which encouraged PVP, which encouraged a risk versus reward system. But the problem is we are now seven, eight months past. What, what, what is it? When did, uh, let me scroll back up. Which, which month was that update? I just said it about, you know, 10 minutes ago. Uh, it was April. So April, May, June, July, August, September. We are now in month seven um, or eight of this update being out. And the rewards for capping out your emissary value each month has been the same. There is nothing that is encouraging players to put up the emissaries unless they need accommodations or unless they need um, uh, to work on their 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 pirate legend or their their levels their their emissary levels, and and that's very disappointing because this update was was supposed to be something that had cycling cosmetics, that had a cycling leaderboard that when you you top those leaderboards each month, that you got some cool, unique cosmetic, and they just really just let it die, Um, which is very disappointing. And I hope next year, now we're going to talk about some things next year, which I I honestly think the emissary system is truly dead um, with what they've got coming next year because of a system that they're going to be putting in place next year, I think is going to take the place of those emissary cosmetics that they should have been doing. I hope that's not the case. Um I I hope they re-engage and reinvigorate the emissary system into the game and really start to push people to have those emissaries up maybe uh maybe a different type of thing where if you don't have an emissary up you get a fourth of the selling price of anything and a fourth of the you know really discourage people not to run emissaries um and and really encourage people to run emissaries and, and put that leaderboard back into place with rotating cosmetics that people are going to strive for and fight for. With that being said, their love and, and betting of Alliance servers really does hurt their emissary leaderboards um, because they are partnered with several Alliance fleet servers. And though I encourage people to play the game however they want to play it, it really hurts um, people who are trying to top those leaderboards legitly without having an entire fleet alliance behind them and no risk to their reward. Now, I did all of my top five emissary ledgers in adventure, not using um, any sort of fleet or alliance server. So I can say it can be done, but it also takes a lot of dedication, a lot of time, and a lot of hard work to get to that t- top 25 or 20% that you need to be, I think it's 25% of the world that you need to be in to get that emissary, um, top, top tier. Uh, but this was a great system that they implemented. And honestly, they, they, they implemented it. It kind of sat on the shelf as the new shiny trophy and it's gotten dusty and it's gotten, you know, decayed. And it's now all the way in the back behind the boxes and the, the and, uh, and the rotten leftovers that they keep uh reserving and reheating us and it's kind of gotten lost back there so i hope they they revisit that um and they 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 bring that back because i really enjoyed the the risk versus reward i really enjoyed that system and i really think they need to relook at it and really make it um a priority for players to have emissary flags up and if they don't you know you're not getting as much loot gold you're not getting as much rep Whatever it may be, but really encourage players to run those emissaries because the risk versus reward makes this really feel like a pirate game. And yes, I understand that encourages PvP, but guess what? You're playing a PvP game. And so you really should understand that. And you really should understand PvP is going to happen. You are going to sink. I have sunk many, many times. You know what you do? You learn from your mistakes, you get better, and that's the only way that you're going to improve yourself in PvP. In a PvP game. So now let's look at FOTD um, and the most recent update, which again is coming to a close if you want those cosmetics in uh, two days. Uh, if you're getting this podcast on the day it releases, which is December 7th, in two days, this event is closed. So make sure you get in there and get all your challenges. <clears throat> in my opinion, the Fate of the Damned update is how Sea of Thieves should focus on doing events in the future, make them longer. Make them a month and a half, two months, potentially three months long, and make them time-gated. Now, you're saying, Devrim, time-gated? You don't like time-gated content. I do not like time-gated content. I like to grind everything out like a lot of people, get it out of the way, and move on. However, what did this time-gated content do for me? It allowed me to log in, play Sea of Thieves for a little bit to get my weekly stuff done, log out, and do other things. And then next week, I come back to Sea of Thieves, I log back in, I play with my friends, I get that week's stuff done, and I log out, and I get, it allows me to budget my Sea of Thieves time um, and, and do other things. Like, I've been playing, if you've been watching my stream, twitch.tv slash Davram, I've been playing a lot of World of Warcraft with Shadowlands, and I haven't been playing a lot of Sea of Thieves. And it's nice, because I was able to do, each week, I was able to dedicate a little bit of my time. Uh, to play Sea of Thieves to get my cosmetics and 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 get that done and then go on to, to do whatever else my focus is. So I personally think this was an awesome way. I know a lot of people don't like the time gating and stuff like that. But it, uh, for Rare, you are a game developer and your objective is to get as many players to come back to your game each day Um, in each week and each month that you can. Reoccurring players is what keeps your game alive. And time-gated content, World of Warcraft does it. uh, Apex Legends does it. uh, Sea of Thieves obviously now does it. Just about every game out there that has some sort of unlock system has at some point done time-gated content. And that is, again, just to make sure that their players are coming back to get what they want day in and day out, week in and week out. Hell, if you want to play, if you want to talk about time-gated content, take a look at World of Warcraft Shadowlands. Literally, there are, I don't remember how many levels of Renowned that you can get, and you can only get three levels per week. Upgrading your little bills, your base building that you have in World of Warcraft, you can only upgrade that you can only get like five of these special items that allow you to upgrade it. And once you get all the buildings built after two weeks, now the upgrades cost eight, which means it takes you two weeks just to update one building. And each building has like three different levels. So talk about some time gating. No one's really bitching about that too much because World of Warcraft has done it a long time um, with how they upgrade your your special items for the for the expansion or, or your dailies or something like that. They've done it for a long time. Did people bitch about it at the beginning? Yes. And then they got used to it because they realized they can just work it into their normal gaming schedule and it's not a hassle after you work it into your normal gaming schedule. It works for casual players. It works for hardcore players. Um, And I think Sea of Thieves is understanding that. And one of their big weaknesses over the course of this year was maintaining that player base. I can tell you right now, because we're going to talk about it here in a few minutes, um, when we talk about 2021, Fate of the Damned was a great update for for their player base numbers. And we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, But as far as some interesting uh, things that they track on here, they track how many flames of fate you have taken from the fairy, how many red ones, blue ones, white ones. Pink ones and green ones and purple ones. So you can see how many of each. It's really interesting. I have only grabbed the white flame nine times, which is really interesting to me. Um, The one that's highest because I love it is pink, which is PVP. I've grabbed that 131 times and apparently I suck at killing those boners out there because I've grabbed the flame of fate from skeletons 120 times. Um, So those are my two highest, uh, followed by red at 68 times. Uh, Purple was also down there too. Purple uh, from snake, only 11 times on that. So just some interesting, fun statistics that you can see about their updates. Um, and then they give you a nice little, uh, it's called from stat to finish, um, updates on different voyages you completed. So I've done 417 cargo deliveries. I've done 103 skeletal captain's chest cashed in. I've won 141 arena contests. So I need another a hundred, uh, what's here? 240 wins. So I need another 98 wins to get my unlocks and that's going to be difficult, uh yeah, you'll find out why in a little bit. I've turned in 94 ruby splashtails. I have cashed in. This was this was a crazy number to me. This was a crazy number. I have cashed in 2372 skulls. That is insane to me. Uh, and I've completed 16 Athena's Fortune voyages. Uh, so it's a nice little fun thing that you can check out. And then finally, at the bottom, um, you see, based on January 1st to November 30th, you can see how many hours of your life you sunked in sucked into this game. Now, again, I didn't start playing until spring of this year, like April uh, timeframes, right before I started playing like a week or two before the Emissary stuff came out. And since April, I've sunk 851 hours into Sea of Thieves. So, uh, for those of you who, who might be out there saying, wow, you bitch a lot about this game. Well, that tells you right there, how many hours I've put into this game, how much I love this game and how much I really want to see this game do well. Um, and I think some of their decisions, um, that we're going to talk about in 2021 is going to help, um, some of that happen. However, there are also some realizations that we all need to sit down and understand about Sea of Thieves and some things that we want fixed that honestly, they're not gonna get fixed. So um that's it for 2020 though. We've got Festival of Giving coming up. You can click the link in the 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 box, the show notes below to check out your Pirate story for 2020, and see where you measure up. But yeah, post me some uh, some pictures of of some of your proudest and maybe more disappointing uh, statistics on this page um, on uh, on my Twitter at Davram TV on Twitter or in the Pirate Discord on the Game Legion Discord. Both links, of course, are going to be in the show notes. So as we put 2020 behind us and we start looking at 2020 21. I want to take a quick moment and throw an ad at you. If you love gaming as much as I do and enjoy giving to charity, Humble Bundle is where you want to spend your money. Humblebundle.com gives you a ridiculous library of games to purchase at discounted rates and a portion, if not all, of the money to the sales, goes to a charity of your choice. For me, it's Extra Life. I have spent seven years raising tens of thousands of dollars um, for Extra Life, including doing numerous 24-hour-plus streams to raise money. And Extra Life is the charity that I choose. But right now, you can go to HumbleBundle.com and check out all their amazing bundles. That's just not games. It's just not games. You can get audiobooks. You can get uh, other pieces of software along with games. So right now, you can get an applied math and statistics school kit. Um, that is a bundle, a book bundle, an ebook bundle. Right now, you can get a hacking 101 ebook bundle. If you are a person like me and make YouTube videos, you can check out the um, the the bundle, the software going on. Um, right now for video editing. Uh, If you love to make music and movies, you can check out the Your Sounds, Your Movies bundle right now. You have 15 days left on that. Um, And if you are a gamer like myself, you can either go to their store and see a variety of games, including the ever popular coming up Cyberpunk 2077. You can pre-order that. Um, But you can get Borderlands 3, for $18.31. You can get No Man's Sky for $26. You can get RimWorld for $28. Satisfactory, $26. Monster Hunter World, $23. The Witcher 3, $14. And like I said, these are ridiculous sales and a portion, if not all, of the money that you are spending on these games or on these bundles are going to a charity of your choice. May it be the American Red Cross, may it be Extra Life, Child's Play, Gamers Aid, Global Giving, or Charity Water, uh, Wikimedia Foundation. There is a variety of charities that you could choose from that you want your money to go to, including local ones, if you want to check that out. But I'm going to put a link in the show notes below. And if you want to purchase one of these great bundles and you use that link, you will be also uh, not only supporting the charity, not only supporting the great organization of Humble Bundle, but you will also be supporting Pirate Talk Radio and my content. So I'd be much appreciative if you click the link below and check out a variety of the bundles available. I'm going to put down there the EA Bundle Uh, which is a variety of EA games. I'm going to put down the, the Cyberpunk book bundle. I'm also going to be putting down a couple of the other bundles that are available right now, along with the subscription bundle, which the subscription gives you a large list of games that you get to choose from each and every month in order to unlock into your Steam or game library. Games for December include Overcooked 2 and its DLCs. It includes Children of Morta. It includes Indivisible and several other really cool, popular and indie games. And you get to choose 14 of them um, by doing this monthly bundle there. And there's several different subscriptions you can check um, check out. But I'm going to be dropping the links in the show notes below If you do decide to sign up with Humble Bundle or purchase a one-time game, please do use that link, and a portion of this will come to support my uh, content and this show, along with supporting a charity of your choice. It's a great place to go to get your games, but also a place to give back to great organizations that help people around the world. 2021. Sea of Thieves, what is going to be happening? Well, we got the words from Joe Neat himself in a return to the studio for the Sea of Thieves team, which was nice to see them in the studio having a good time, having good laughs and, and having, a, uh, having just a, a ball of a good time. Um, it was nice to see that. I know the UK just got off of a long lockdown from the pandemic, and it's nice to see those guys back in the studio having a good time and planning what, in my opinion, is a, is a really big step um, in 2021 for Sea of Thieves, and it could be a make or it could be a break, and we'll see. Um, so what are some topics, before we get into the core of what we heard from what's coming up in 2021 in Sea of Thieves? What what were some things that Joe said, um, and and my my opinions on them? And one that he was talking about specifically was their player base. Um, and and honestly, I don't mean to to call Joe out, um, but Joe flat out lied. Um, Joe flat out lied. Um, in in his uh, in his words, he said that during the Steam launch in June. They have seen month-over-month growth in the Steam platform on their player base. That is a flat-out lie, Um, and there is no data that they can hide because Steam puts this data out there. So there's no way you can hide that data. Um, We've talked about it on um, on many, many occasions on this podcast, the Steam player base. July, June to July, a negative 25% growth, so losing players. July to August, a negative 43% growth, losing players. September, negative 22% losing players. October, negative 35% losing players. So no, Joe, you are not growing on the Steam platform throughout this year. With that being said, the past month has been great for you guys. You have seen a 70% increase in your player base on Steam in the past um, in, in the month of November. And right now in December, seven days in, you're seeing a growth of about 10%. So in the past two months, yes, you're seeing a growth. However, from June until the end of October, you have hemorrhaged players on steam. So don't tell people that you're growing month over month on steam, because that is a flat, out lie. Now, obviously, we cannot see the Xbox statistics, people from Game Pass playing on PC. But my guess is, and and how most games trend, if one platform is lacking or losing players, all the platforms are losing players in some way, shape, or form. So my guess is, though the percentage decline each and every month since June has not been as great on Xbox or Game Pass PC, I would still say month over month, Sea of Thieves, since June, has lost a considerable amount of their players. So why Joe flat-out lied in the news, I'm not quite sure. Um, I know they've been trying to do this very happy-go-lucky, positive PR bullshit um, for months now. And honestly, all that I have to say is cut the bullshit, cut the crap. Tell players, be, be transparent, okay? You've made a lot of developmental mistakes, and you've had a lot of shortcomings in your game this year. And you've lost players because because of it. Apologize for it. Tell the players the transparency. And then tell them what you're going to do to fix it. And what I can tell you to do, what what I can say is, they're going to fix it. I can tell you, I'm going to go on record right now and say 2021 is going to be, at least in the start of 2021, I'm going to say quarter one and quarter two for Sea of Thieves, if they execute events like Fate of the Damned and this new battle pass that they're going to introduce. Oh yeah, battle passes are coming to Sea of Thieves. We'll talk about that in a moment. If they execute on these things that they've talked about, they will have player growth across all platforms, quarter one and quarter two. If they execute, if they don't execute on more events like Fate of the Damned and their battle pass is crap, they will continue to lose players And the game will die much quicker than what they want. But if they execute on the ideas that they presented in the news, they are going to, in my opinion, have probably one of the best years that Sea of Thieves has seen next year with their battle pass system and with events like Fate of the Damned, um, if that's that's where they go. And based on the numbers, Fate of the Damned was popular on Steam alone, 70% increase in their player base in November. That's huge. That tells you that people enjoyed playing Fate of the Damned and they're seeing the exact same trend now in December, an increase in player base. That's what you want to see as a game. You don't want to see the June to October numbers. And I think if they continue to develop, it, it was Fate of the Damned was simple. It was simple. They reused a lot of things. They added a little bit of story and a little twist with the voyages. They added cool cosmetics, even though I don't like glowy shit. That everyone wanted. They time-gated it so players had to keep logging in week after week. They added the the everyone's doing the Fort of the Damned, which in- encouraged people to tuck and to to fight and to, and to, to do PvP, which got those PvP uh, juices going for players. What they did in a very simple event with Cool Cosmetics in November is what they have to continue to do quarter after quarter after quarter in 2021 if they want to save this game because if they have a year which follows the trend of June to October this game is not going to last another 2 years it will not it will not it will not happen so i have faith in them i think they can do it um but it's they've got to do they they have to execute they have to execute this so Some things that Joe also talked about in his in his little section here was um, the the new consoles, the X and S, which we briefly talked about in the last episode. Um, But one of the things that they were proud of was console load times. Now, I don't play this game on console, um, but I have several friends who do. Um, and I watched several streams that have either played against or played with people on console. And I can tell you the statement of console load times are greatly improved is a hundred percent accurate. That is an accurate statement. Anyone who has the new Xboxes and has played Sea of Thieves has noticed a substantial increase in performance specifically around load times, which was a huge weakness of the console prior to these generations. Not to mention the redoing and allowing you to play at 4k 60 frames per second on the Xbox series X this game was beautiful as is but now opening up Pandora's box on the graphics not only is going to allow them to develop more gorgeous amazing um, islands and art and cosmetics and boats and the water and all that stuff in this game, it's going to allow those console players to have the exact same beauty that the, that the PC players get to see every single day when they play this game. So that was awesome. That was awesome. Now they mentioned the Duke ship cosmetics multiple times. And of course they're going to do the PR bullshit and talk about how awesome the Duke cosmetics are and show them off on their screen on the screen and all their Xbox and glowy green glory. But I am still extremely disappointed in this, that you have to pay $300 to $500 to get these cosmetics or cheese the system and find someone who has an Xbox and, and log your account in and log into Sea of Thieves and log back out in order to get these cosmetics. Will they come to the Emporium in the future? I don't know. Will they be on Twitch drops in the future? I don't know. But as of right now, it's a three to $500 cosmetic set. And the fact that they're just kind of brushing over and using this new Xbox, buy the new Xbox PR bullshit is is absolutely asinine. Because I can tell you right now, Xbox isn't going to be giving them any kickbacks for any of the sales of the new Xbox. It's just not going to happen. You're, it's not going to happen. Yes, they are an Xbox studio. They're not going to get any kickbacks from any of those Xbox sales. It's just silly, in my opinion. And the fact that they're just they're just painting it green and Duke all over, and it's it's is what it is from my from my my old friend Soapy Nuts. It's dukey. That's what it is. It's it's dookie. Um That is three to five hundred dollars in order for me to get these cosmetics. I'm not going to get the cosmetics unless one of my friends out there uh, has one of the new Xbox and doesn't play Sea of Thieves and will allow me to come over and log into their Xbox and and log in. That's the only way I'm getting it. Because I don't play on console. I've got one of the last generations of Xbox, and I I barely played on it. And I'm like, "Eh, I could buy the new Xbox, but it's just going to sit there on the shelf and get dusty, just like the emissary system at the Rare Headquarters. (laughs) So... As of right now, and for a long time, Sea of Thieves has had two distinct play modes, Adventure and Arena. Um, And what we learned in this news update is Arena is going away. Um, And and when I say going away, it's still going to be in the game. Um, But it's a very telling statement when the developer, the executive producer comes on and says, we are not going to spend any more money in updating or developing Arena. That tells you that this particular game mode has been twilighted in the eye, in the eyes of the um of the eyes of the the developer, which basically means aside from keeping it running, they're not going to be doing anything. So they're going to make sure that the 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 matchmaking is still continuing in its a god-awful way that it does now. They're going to make sure that, you know, the maps aren't. Completely broken, but they're not going to do any bug fixes in there. They're not going to, um, you know, update it any further than it is right now, and it's basically dead. Uh, in all honesty, they probably could could have just said we're removing Arena from the game, and it means the exact same thing. And you're probably asking, well, why aren't they just removing Arena from the game? And the reason for that is they have several partnered servers that are very competitive in Arena and bring a lot of eyes to the game. Um, being the notorious Arena League, which we did a podcast with um, with one of the the founding members of that um, a few episodes ago, um, and they've got things like Sea of Champions. These bring a lot of eyes to the game, um, and it's a competitive aspect of the game. Um, so they can't just get rid of it, or they shun some of their their partners and and people who have really brought a lot of eyes to the game in a different way in this competitive aspect. Um, in 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 a system of the game where there actually is prize money um paid out to the victors of these particular tournaments, so they can 't just remove it from the game um but they 've basically said they 're removing it from the game uh in in short terms meaning they 're not going to update it anymore you 're not going to get any new nothing new in arena right the arena is the way it is and it 's going to stay that way um i i 'm going to guess forever um because the statistic that, that was given was 97% of the players play Adventure. So therefore, 97. it just makes sense that 97% of their development time should be going to Adventure. Because that's where most of the players are playing. And thus, the 3% left over of their development time is going to be going to maintaining Arena in its current state. Now, what does this mean? This means that several proven strategies by content creators and players out there are not going to be implemented, i.e. a TDM mode, i.e. a last ship standing mode, i.e. a skull bowl, a, a skull ball mode. These have all been tried and tested, competitive formats that arena could, could take into account, um, tried and tested by, by content creators and, and uh, uh, communities. And players across the seas, across this year and years previous, that these different types of game modes would work and would be successful in Sea of Thieves. It means that Rare has no interest in adding any other game modes to Arena. You have Arena the way it is right now. Good luck, because that's what you get. I am thankful I got to level 50 Sea Dogs. Will I ever see the 240 wins as Pirate Legend? Probably someday, maybe someday. Um, but at the end of the day, if I never get those weapons, so be it. It is what it is. But, but if you are a player who, who has just gotten into sea of thieves or a player who really enjoys arena, just understand that in rare's eyes, arena is gone. It is not a system that they're going to support anymore. They're going to maintain it because they have partners and competitive partners that bring eyeballs to their game, um, via their tournaments. And that's the only reason I can promise you that they're keeping Arena alive. So now we talk about the big bombshell news, and that is Sea of Thieves will be joining just about every other game out there and adding seasons to uh, Sea of Thieves. So starting in January, it'll be season one, and seasons will be lasting three months. So the year, as I stated in many podcasts before, the year is going to be broken into quarters, so th- four quarters, three months per quarter. Each season will last three months, um, from what I understand. During that, you can expect one hundred levels of the Battle Pass. It's going to be called Renowned. If you're a WoW player, you know what Renowned is, but it'll be a hundred levels of Renowned. There will be unique challenges. That will come out throughout the season, known as Pirate Trials, for you to test your metal with. We don't know what they are, but there will be Pirate Trials, there will be ship and pirate uh, cosmetics that you can unlock, and there will be Pirate Legend exclusives. So obviously, again, and something I appreciate, the game is continuing to make sure that their Pirate Legends get something special. Um, for being Pirate Legend. And it is not hard to get Pirate Legend anymore. You can do it in about 8 hours. Of, of quality play. It's been proven. Especially during go- Golden Glory. You can do it in about 8 hours. Without Golden Glory. You can probably do it in about 24 to 30 hours. It's really not that bad. You just have to use an Emissary Flag. <laughs> and, be, and be smart. About your decisions. Now. Just like many other, um, just like many other battle passes out there, there will be a normal tier of a hundred levels, and then there will also be a supplicant, uh, it's called the plunder pass or the premium tier of the the seasonal pass. And the the thing they were they were mum on is what the cost is. Now, a lot of battle passes out there are anywhere between uh ten and fifteen dollars. I would be anxious to see what they're going to do with this. Now, Here's a thinker, here's a thought-provoking thing, how about you allow pirates who have ridiculously millions and millions worth of gold to start hemorrhaging that gold on your battle pass? I don't know. Make the battle pass cost 10 million gold. If you've got the gold, you can do it. For most people, 10 million gold is a lot of gold that they will probably never see. And if you make each battle pass worth 10 million gold, eventually you're going to dry up all that excess gold out there and people will actually then have to start paying. But from day one, there's going to be a majority of players that have to pay for the battle pass if they want the plunder pass or the premium pass, but allow people to use that Ridiculous ocean of gold that you've allowed them to accumulate over the years to buy the battle passes. I mean, some players who've played since the beginning and have, you know, 50, 60 million gold, you know, they might be able to get through a year and a half of battle passes just on gold. That's like a handful of players versus the thousands of players who have to, who are going to have to buy it because they don't have that type of money. Then they don't have the type of time in order to buy it. Do I think they're going to do that? No. Um, But, it would be a great way for them to uh to re i guess redo the economy of sea of thieves and make gold actually worth something again just a thought there are going to be for the premium pass obviously there's going to be unique rewards that you can unlock and there's also going to be exclusives from the pirate emporium so if you don't have this plunder pass or the premium tier of the of the season pass there's going to be some cosmetics and things that you're going to miss out on Um, so yeah, I, I think battle pass, all the other games do it, um, pretty much. I think this is something that we should have expected. Honestly, I think it's something we should have expected sooner. But with that being said, I think this battle pass system is probably going to be the death of the emissary system. Um, because as I said, we're on month eight and they haven't done anything with the emissary system. Why would they do anything at this point with the emissary system, knowing that people are working hard on the battle pass to unlock all those cosmetics? Then you throw in, what, five different, uh, or four different, no, there's five, five different emissaries in there that they also have to grind out on? I, I, I hope they do something with it. But I think this battle pass is going to be the death of the emissary system. It's already dead right now. That needs some CPR and some, some really strong um, electroshock therapy to bring it back to life as it is. But, but I honestly think this season pass system may be the permanent death of the emissary system. Um, we are going to see um, a new merchant voyage. Um, and it's going to be um, based around not animals. It's not going to be based around cargo. It's actually going to be based around a detective mystery where you, the pirate, are going to play a detective to hunt down a shipwreck somewhere on the Sea of Thieves. I think this is a new... Will I do a lot of these voyages? I'll do a few. Um, But I don't think this is something that that is really focused towards me in this game, uh, me being a PvP player and someone who likes to bounce around to different voyages. But for some players, I think this will be a very exciting new thing for them to do is if you're tired of doing Ashen Winds or Skeletal Forts or or the dumb Vault of the Ancients or whatever the voyages you may be doing. Here's a new type of voyage where you get to play detective and find a shipwreck out and see a Thieves. And I think that could be really fun, especially if they design the clues more like the tall tales where you're reading like a journal or a pirate's log and you've got to figure stuff out. I had a lot of fun doing the tall tales where I have to read the pirate journal and figure out based on the pictures and the sketchings and the words where things are and how to do them. So I think that's a really, uh, I think that's a really good idea for them. Um, but yeah, so my, my opinion is, and we kind of got a little, I guess, uh, um, a slip of the tongue, uh, maybe, um, during this is they said that there are going to be monthly events during each quarter. They're going to be time locked and they're going to be similar to the fate of the damned, um, experience that we're having right now. And again, based on what we can see in the steam statistics, they need to do more events like fate of the damned. And they really need to focus on quality over quantity. They need to focus on a engaging, exciting and interesting piece of content um, for each of their seasons and each of their monthly events in the season. Because if it's not interesting, If it's not leading to interesting and interactive player experiences, you're going to go back to your June through October numbers as far as your player base. Fate of the Damned was interesting. It brought forth exciting and interesting player interactions. May it be combat or just fun memes around the Fort of the Damned or other things. It was a great update, and I hope they they learned what magic they had in that bottle that they unleashed in the Fate of the Damned update, and they unbottle that for every monthly update. Are, Are some of them going to be misses and flops? Absolutely. No one has magic in the bottle that long. But I hope... At least once a quarter, they hit a really good one, and, and it keeps that player base maintained, and it, and it allows for interesting and exciting interactions between players. But each quarter, we'll see a new season, from what I understand. We don't know what the price of the season pass is going to be, or the plunder pass, um, but we're going to get a whole bunch of uh, new things to do. Um, again, we have no idea what the pirate trials are. We don't know what type of cosmetics we're going to get. We don't know what these exclusives are. We don't know a price. All that we really know is stuff is coming. That long list I just list is coming. And there's going to be a hundred levels of renowned in season one, whatever that means. Again, I'm guessing it's a hundred levels in the season pass. And they said that they're going to make the season pass based on, you could log in for shorter sessions. Maybe you sink, maybe you lose some loot, maybe you don't get a whole lot accomplished, but they said each and every time you log in for, for you know a short play session, you will feel accomplished in the season pass, which is important for a season pass. If you're logging in and playing for an hour and you don't feel like you've accomplished anything in the season pass, it's a bad season pass. That's just how it is. If you spend an hour of your time, you should see on some sort of gauge or some sort of reward that you progress the season pass in some way. And it sounds like that's what Sea of Thieves is going to do because they've got a lot of casual players out there and they need to make sure that they make this um, season pass a valuable thing for the casual players so, again, they can get that money. Is it a money grab? Eh, season passes are money grabs. That's what season passes are. They're, They're supposed to be there in order for them to have a reoccurring um, revenue source so they can continue developing the game. A lot of people look at games like World of Warcraft or Elder Scrolls Online or Final Fantasy 14, and and they look at players paying $15 a month to play the game, and they're like, I don't want to pay monthly to play a game. I want to buy the game, and that's the last time I want to pay for it. And then each season, they buy a season pass. And I'm like, you're doing the exact same thing as my subscription on World of Warcraft. You're just paying for a season pass instead of a monthly subscription. They're the exact same thing. It's a reoccurring revenue source for the game developer to continue to develop the game you love to play and give you rewards and content for that money. So there you go. There's the recap of 2020 and how I felt about each release and my thoughts on the very vague... But very promising 2021 that we've got coming up in, in front of us. So let me know what you thought about the news from Sea of Thieves. Tell me what uh, your favorite parts of this is and tell me how you feel about the season pass. I'd like to know from you. You can always hit me up at Davram TV on Twitter um, anytime, or you can drop by the stream, twitch.tv slash Davram. My schedule is always updated on that page. You can check me out there uh, and, and stop in and the, the chat in the chat. Or join the Discord, the Game Legion Discord, and say hello there. But guys, I'm gonna get out of here. Thank you again for all the love and support. If you would like to support me further, you can obviously drop bits. Um, you can uh, subscribe to the Twitch channel, Twitch.tv/Davram, or you can check out the Patreon, Patreon.com/DavramTV. Take care of yourselves, everyone, and we'll see you next time on Pirate Talk Radio. Cool. No